0: This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider.
1: And we're back at Off the Break Podcast. We had a small hiatus last week, but we're back. I'm Cody. With me are Kyle and Ken. Hello
2: again, guys. It's been a while.
1: (coughs) K2s. Don't Just, you kidding. Kidding. Dare. Oh, oh. Just
0: kidding.
2: <laughs> don't do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, you should see Kyle right now. I I'm... only
2: have my hands covered with gloves. <laughs> I yeah. don't have my face covered yet. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping my distance from you nasties. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's currently wearing his t-shirt up over his nose.
2: <laughs> no, it's amazing that they can hear me through the mic.
1: <laughs> no, we missed last week's podcast. We said we would be here through thick and thin, but it was just crazy. It got real thick real <laughs> quick. It did. <laughs> It did, and now um, our state, like many other states, has declared a shelter-in-place, and it goes into effect at 12.01 a.m. Saturday, so here we are Friday doing our last podcast. Yeah, there's for, still
2: time, so here it is. Who knows how long,
1: because <laughs> we haven't figured out how to Skype in for our podcast yet.
2: <laughs> Again, we don't have that money or technology to right. be all fancy with podcasts. So Unless
1: we want to, like risk it on the shelter in place we may or may not be here next week
2: <laughs> so just fair warning we said we'd be okay. with you through thick and thin
0: but it's it, it's getting really thick and we might not be able to <laughs> that's a little dark foreshadowing we may or may not be here may next or week. may not be here next week <laughs> dun, dun, dun. but we
1: are all three healthy mm-hmm. so that's good and um we're just you know trying to get through this i don't know how long i'm gonna be healthy i've got People in and out of my construction zone of my house—it's <laughs> very disturbing, but it's okay. I'll we'll get through for you it. Both
0: all different colors of phlegm and mucus Stop pouring it. out of these people.
1: Stop <laughs> it! No, they've all been really healthy, <laughs> allegedly.
0: So, allegedly. So healthy, their beer bellies sticking over their their belts—very healthy. <laughs>
1: All that alcohol in their system. I don't cl- think clear out any bug. I'm I don't sure. think the
2: coronavirus has anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we don't have much to report on when it comes to movie theaters. Um, theaters across the nation have been closed. Mm-hmm. Of the ones that could remain open, no one is really going, so they've you know voluntarily chosen to close down. Um, but for the most part, I would say in ninety-five percent of the cases, they've been ordered to close.
2: Yeah, that's probably the safe assumption yeah,
1: that um, whether it was local government, state government, or I don't think the federal government hasn't done a blanket one yet. So it's all local and state government. Yeah, it should be. Um, they've all been limited to ten people, and usually that means you, you can't keep you know keep the lights on with just ten people in the theater. So, um, that's been really scary because. I'm sure as our listeners have heard a hundred times over, it's unprecedented. It's never happened in the history of filmmaking, um, in the history of cinema. And it's just so crazy this time what's happening.
0: Yeah. To shut down even post-production is crazy. Yeah. It's like five people locked Mm -hmm. in a room for an unlimited (laughs) amount of hours. Right. (laughs) It's like, nope, you can't even edit your movies on our lot
1: yeah stay away stay Mm. home yeah no and it's on such a global scale and then you know china was trying to reopen some of their films or some of their theaters and it was maybe a kind of a a light on the horizon that oh if we can get through three months maybe there's um uh you know success in sight but now they've shut them back down because they don't want to reinfect everybody so it is definitely scary time i don't you know, we were hoping that it would just be a two, two week shutdowns or a very limited number time. But I think what's happened is as this progresses and you've gotten longer and longer mandatory shutdowns is now the film companies have taken the films that were on the release schedule and either taken them off completely to, in a yet to be determined um, release date change. Or they've moved it back to August or later. And right now, we if you were looking at the release schedule, there have been no new major releases since March 20th. Mm-hmm. And we, there will not be one until Trolls World Tour. But the Universal made the decision to go um, premium video on demand day and date with theatrical releases because... And they made the announcement before most theaters in the U.S. had closed. Yeah. And so they were, you know, in anticipation of most theaters closing, they made this policy change. But also, as a got you over the barrel, you can't fight us on this one.
2: Yeah. Do you think that's kind of upsetting... Um, theaters that oh, it's this terrible. policy has happened? Yeah, because yeah. They, they
1: did it, for one, on a kids movie. Mm-hmm. And kids movies are great for theaters. You end up um, selling more in the concession stands. Family movies are just better. More people come. They buy more in the concessions for the kids. It's more of an event. So even a, even though overall the film looked not an A summer A title, it still would have been really good for theaters and, uh, and uh, when that happened a lot of theaters were willing to close down for the couple of weeks knowing that they were going to have a product there on the horizon mm-hmm. when that last movie got basically wiped out um that just was caused a lot of despair among theater owners so there was nothing f- to look forward to there's no new films in april basically yeah and now uh, may is very questionable because yeah. on the one hand, you may still have quarantine theater shut closures in May. You don't know how far into from April that's going to extend. So say first part of May, you're looking at still mandatory closures. There's nothing been on the release schedule. Even if you theaters were to get open, this is another big issue that has not been talked about. What is there to play? You know, there's no, there's been no new releases for five, six weeks. And of the old stuff, it all went to digital right away. So there's nothing in the market to play to get people to even come back to the theater. So you may be able to open here in three or four weeks or two weeks, but you won't have any product to play. And that is, I think, as devastating as being told to shut down.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know that drive throughs are kind of still able to make business for the time being, but right now they're kind of relying on the last few releases that just happened or they may Mm -hmm. have to switch over to older movies um i think that'll be kind of hard for theaters to open back up and like play older movies Mm -hmm. to like really encourage people to come back in so it would probably have to be like the big releases that we were looking forward to already this year before they got pulled
1: because you got to have um incentive you know people are going to be kind of scared they're they've been trained now for these weeks to avoid crowds and so you're going to be have a very hesitant con- customer, consumer, and they're not going to want to just go out and risk their health for mm-hmm. anything less than an event picture mm-hmm. or something brand new that they can't get at home. You, there's got to be some behavioral incentive there to, to risk it. So I foresee theaters really struggling even if they can be reopened because of not having the product Having scared consumers, and there's really nothing you can tell them at this point, that it just sounds like noise when you go over your hand-washing procedures and your cleanliness procedures because everybody is doing that right now. Mm -hmm. Every company is doing that.
0: Yeah, Trolls was just a lighthouse that everybody was looking towards, like this is when things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then when they went VOD with it, it made it so... That you're going to crash into the rocks if you play it Because even if it shows up And you're a theater that has $10 tickets A family of four is $40 to go You can get it on VOD for 20 Yep. Or you play classic films Or things that are already out and available And you're just just fishing You're just hoping You're way out from the coast now And you're hoping that you're going to catch something that's reasonable Mm -hmm. But in all reality 99 times out of 100 You're going to be scrambling To make your minimums on those
1: And on the old films though, they have, most film companies have either gotten rid of the minimum requirements and the per capita requirements, which means that there's not a ticket price requirement there, or they've greatly lowered the minimums and the terms. Um, And, and that is helpful, you know, but. I I guess if you, you know, if you can't make your minimum, like a nor what the normal minimum was, you probably can't be paying the bills anyway. Yeah. Afford to have employees there. So lowering the terms and stuff on something that's been so saturated in the digital marketplace is not, is not going to be helpful to any theater moving forward.
0: No. And are you willing to risk what we have going on for a classic title, taking your family to, uh, a Back to the Future, a something that you can s- pull up on TV. Absolutely not. No, it's not in the realm. And then after, Trolls went VOD and Day and Date with theaters. Then it was at least Black Widows out there floating right. on the horizon in May. At, <laughs> at, at least May we've 1st. Got we have in May first. We have a an opening of a month. Mm-hmm. It's spring. It's Disney tentpole.
1: The summer should the warm weather should be killing this virus and
0: gone and gone. Just like so, everything else.
1: So right now, if you're looking at the release schedule...
0: Looking at your scoreboard available Yeah, on. which we
1: all are. Um, <laughs> so we're looking at our Silver Screen Insider scoreboards. Good plug. Um, I made a little note on mine that said... Because it just goes from March 13th to April 10th. Because there were no <laughs> new wide releases on the front of the scoreboard for the 20th or the 27th or April 3rd. So for three weeks, no new wide releases. Then Trolls, but that's going to be VOD. So really, that's gone. Then there's no releases um, slated for the next couple weeks. We are really unsure about MySpy. We've tried to get clarification from STX. It is technically still on the release schedule. My suspicion is... Is that they're going to um, do a VOD with it as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've already been pushing that release back so many times. It's not even worth it to almost put it in. They told us
0: the Saturday before the Friday that they were pulling it in march so yeah it'll be a fun surprise when we find it on the schedule <laughs> in early october see you in october stx i mean that is possible too <laughs>
1: Which if they crazy. decide to
2: not
0: cut their losses they might still push it back
1: because wasn't it a september
0: september or, release 2019
1: yeah 2019 it was the september release mm-hmm. got then bumped they, to october then they bumped it and then they bumped it again to march or yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, something like to that february it's been
0: bumped several times but yeah
1: it's been all over the release <laughs> schedule, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do VOD. They're a small company; they don't quite have a platform. See, Universal has their Peacock streaming platform, and um, because they're owned by Comcast, right? And um, Disney has Disney Plus. So yeah. all these other and uh, location or film companies had plat- platforms mm-hmm. for streaming that they could use, and as well as going on Prime and Hulu and stuff. STX doesn't really have that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it still doesn't either gets moved or does a premium VOD.
2: I mean, Paramount has their deal, they kind of have a deal with Netflix um, to put some of their releases on there. And I know the Lovebirds, that was supposed to be scheduled for April. They decided to throw it up on there. So it should be up there. Yeah. I don't know when exactly, but it should be up there maybe by next month, I would imagine. That was
0: a 50, 60 million dollar budget, somewhere in that range probably. Would have probably made its money back. Yeah. Yeah. It was in a good spot and with everything else moving off. It was a great,
1: (laughs) it was in a pretty good spot. It definitely only had its target audience. It was only going to work in urban centers. It really wasn't going to work in the heartland, Mm. but it was a, it was rated R comedy at a good time of year where it would have done decent. It wouldn't have been great for everybody, but it would have done decent. Yeah. It would have been
2: good counter programming to bond.
1: Yeah. And now Paramount just threw it away on Netflix
2: yeah I mean it wasn't it definitely wasn't their big money maker, but it would no. have been helpful for theaters like regardless of what it. would have been something yeah it would have been something
1: so so back to the release schedule so march twentieth nothing march twenty seventh nothing April third nothing April tenth we have trolls, but again, we talked about that's a wash mm-hmm. then April seventeenth we may have my spy, but we're not really sure about that and then april twenty fourth there's nothing mm hmm then we, May 1st, there was nothing because Black Widow moved off. And then May 8th, um, there's really nothing. There's a couple films from Focus and what's the OTL?
0: OTL releasing.
1: What is that? I think that's... OTL Oh, releasing. it is OTL? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, But I don't... I think those are... It's lefto- possible those could be pulled. Yeah, I think those are leftovers from a platforming where it was... New York, LA, but right now those are shut. So I have a feeling that those have just been kind of overlooked and mm-hmm. will probably get pulled. Then on May twenty second, which is Memorial Weekend, what do you think? That's kicks off summer. That is a big weekend kicking off summer. We the only film we have right now is SpongeBob, and I really have my reservations that that's going to stay there. Same. I think a big issue is that um post-production like ken said earlier has been shut down so unless the movie had already been done being mm-hmm. edited if there had been any finish work needed on it they're gonna have to push it back because it's just not going to be ready in time
2: yeah that's what happened with minions too they had to mm-hmm. pull their july release date because they had people still working on the final cut but you can't go and work on it so right. you have to stay home and that I'm means sure. they had to pull it off so it's probably going to happen with that
1: yeah, I think Scoob also moved off. It, it did, yeah. From... Warners
2: pulled some of their releases, some of the more recent ones. Right. Um, yeah. And
1: Scoob is going to be a big kids movie for Warners, and they really need it that. It would have, yeah. And then we've got, at the end of May, Artemis Fowl and an, um, a Focus title, Irresistible, which, again, Focus does in New York, L.A., and then goes, expands. So if New York and L.A. Are, have issues, I don't know where we're going to be with that one. Yep. And then 824 had The Green Knight. So we're look, not looking till real films until June with Candyman and Greyhound. And that's only if, again, post-production doesn't affect mm-hmm. them. They were done and they're ready to go or they're able to make up whatever ha- finishing work they needed to be done when once this virus has gone through. But and we Wonder, don't know.
2: And Wonder Woman was supposed to be before that even on like yeah. June 5th, but they just moved it to... Uh, August. August, sometime in August, August fourteenth. Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, so if you're a theater owner, you're closed down. You're kind of looking at the horizon. What is there? You know, you realistically may not have product, actual real product, till June. Mm-hmm. April's a wash; is completely gone now. May is looking very iffy, and and if it, anything does come into May. It'll probably be closer to the end of May, hopefully by Memorial Weekend, because that would be a great time if the the virus has run its course, if people are starting to tentatively get back, if enough theaters are open across the country, you just hope that that Memorial Weekend, we can put put a big movie on it. And, you know, some of these films like Mulan um, and... What else has been pulled? Oh, Quiet Place. Yep. You know, those were done. Those were ready to go. They had pretty strong marketing. They can just be plunked right down. Just because they don't have a really scheduled date doesn't mean that they can't take the first available one if enough theaters open. I'm sure that the film companies right now are waiting for a minimum number of theaters across the nation to be open. Yeah, yeah. And... Maybe that minimum number is twenty five hundred or three thousand, but whatever it is, if we they can hit that minimum number, maybe they'll plunk down a, a big release during that time. And so there's kind of that hope that they that that may come around. But you know, I think real realistically, if we're going to be really conservative, we're looking end of May, beginning of June before any product. And then if you're a sub run theater, I don't know what you're going to do because there has been. No product from March to maybe June, and you're not going to have a shot at it.
0: And I, you're only competing with VOD and Netflix at yeah. that point. So you're.
1: It's it's real scary <laughs> if you're subrun or an intermediate house. That's
0: some uh, tough sledding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure what you what you go with. Um, we're advising people to think way outside the box. Yep. Look for independent films. Come up with film series of classic films. There's there's no good answer to this. No. It's surviving, it's customer service, it's reaching out to communities and groups and trying to find a way to keep your head above water until we get something worth playing.
1: Yeah, you should definitely be strategizing with your film buyer at this time. And any film buyer or anybody doing your your booking should be talking to you about... You know, letting you know that there just realistically doesn't look like there's product on the horizon and what can you do in the meantime, at least have a plan for when mm-hmm. you reopen. Have a plan, have an idea, find out what the minimum number of seats you need occupant you need to occupy to make it work. Find out what the minimum ticket price is that you need to you know, work with. And then like Ken said, think way outside the box on this.
0: And before you ask the original top gun is not available.
1: (laughs) Apparently Paramount (laughs) still has pulled it because for Maverick. Oh, that's the only thing. They pulled it. So you, well, the, the original top gun, they usually when you have a sequel um, to something like uh, Maverick or the first quiet place, Mm -hmm. um, They don't let you have that in theatrical exhibition. Um, They either keep it for special events like Fathom events or they'll do it in pre-selected locations for double features. So they really they pull it out. Um, oh, of the okay. supply so mm. that they can control it
0: The funny one is uh, Warner Brothers with Batman Anytime there's anything around <laughs> Batman like they we had Joker last fall Will they pull out like the original Michael Keaton Batman because somehow you're going to play That in tandem with this right. Or the Val Kilmer Batman <laughs> Or any lego batman they take everything in the batman category and take it immediately out of circulation they just got to be sure and you know (laughs) how we never know
1: because we have to look it up
0: because we have to (laughs) because we have
1: somebody somewhere request a batman movie i would like to
0: play lego batman to go (laughs) on (laughs) a double feature with joker batman forever and joker the best (laughs) double feature
2: you can think of
1: give me any batman movie double feature you've ever seen
2: yeah as like a i'm I'm wondering, like, as a bright spot to all this, like, once all these big products do end up going – able to, like, start running theatric- theatrically, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, it, sh- it should probably give theaters, like, a sigh of relief because I don't think – VOD right. and Netflix no. is going to take away like the theaters completely. Right. It's just a manner of being able to get yourself this, to as much to as that soon. really
1: sucks what universal did. And believe me, it was backstabbing. That is yeah. a decision where they were taking advantage of theaters while everybody was down. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they that was a corporate decision and is so backstabbing. And I think it's super telling everybody's like, well, they didn't, they took F nine and moved it to the next year. And so they're on, they're only doing this for this one film. I don't care if they move forward with it. You're you still backstab the theaters at yeah. that time. And and I think John Fithian put it the best. He's the president of NATO. He said that we'll we'll not forget this. Oh really? And we, we won't. We hmm. will not forget that Universal. Because they made the dis- they made the announcement to do this and the decision to do this before most of the theaters were closed, they could have waited. Yeah, been perfectly fine and been like, due to the closure of the theaters and our inability to move it on the release schedule, yeah. we have decided to make this decision. And then people might have been like, okay, but before all the theaters closed, you're like, oh, by the way, we're gonna make this VOD.
2: Yeah, that that was the issue. wasn't that they were putting on VOD? It's when the theaters were still open. Well, they were gonna do the oh, same. Part thing. Part of the
1: issue is that they didn't. They could have just moved it back. Sure. So it was one thing to put like Bloodshot or The Hunt, something that had had its release already yeah. and played in the theaters already. Mm-hmm. Putting that to VOD makes sense. You are re- trying to recoup some of that marketing cost and and um. And trying to get some of that back, that makes perfect sense. But to do it on a film that hasn't even come out yet, not even give it a chance for the theaters, and then to to give it the theaters like a a pity bone, that's like, oh, well, you play it at the same time, like what Netflix does is is cheap and yeah. it's a low blow. And then and then to turn around and expect regular terms and minimums on it. And to not at this point have not had a conversation about lowering terms or minimums for whatever that's going to be, and then and then to I know when F9 comes around they're going to want a wide release they're going to want a certain number of weeks and a certain minimums and high terms, and you're going to look at them and be like where were you where were you when all the theaters oh you decided to make this film mm-hmm. digital only like that's where you'll know. Not forget it. I don't know if it's worth playing Fast 9 next year. Yeah. I don't know how worth it it's going to be. And I'm going to keep that with me in the back of my mind moving forward.
0: Yeah. That might have hurt
2: them then. Might have heard Universal for sure.
0: It'll be anything upcoming. That'll yeah. be the first thing on anybody's mind when there's a Universal title on the schedule. When it's Candyman and they want your location. It's like, okay.
1: I cannot trust. I'll take
0: it at minimum terms. I will mm-hmm. not trust it.
1: them now that they won't just... Throw it on VOD.
0: Yeah. Why Why would we play something without a guaranteed window anymore?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't protect the theaters. To know that a week after a national release, they could do whatever they want with it. Right. The only now, reason the other film companies did this is because Universal did it and set a precedent.
1: Right. Now, I, I don't think that theater owners have to worry too much about like VOD replacing completely theaters that's never going to happen I feel very strongly about that yeah but what this has done is just shown that the 90-day theatrical window is a thing of the past that Mm -hmm. moving forward I don't think that they're going to be able to keep the 90-day theatrical window Um, whether it goes down to 30 days or less I don't know Um, I would like to see a 60-day I mean 45 to 60 would be very, very preferable for the theaters. Um, unfortunately, I think that's still, pro- they've probably lost their opportunity for even that. And I. it may be just a 30-day window moving forward. I I would hope that at the most, that's the biggest change that we'll have.
0: Good. Yeah. Going back to all of the challenges to theaters, whether it was cable television or home video mm-hmm. or the advent of streaming right or torrent and these things that came up this yes. virus and this change and the vod day and dates are going to be the biggest litmus test for the theaters when they yeah. come out on the other side of this we'll know where we stand yeah f- starting from th- that point into forever right. if the theaters can survive this they will always be around yeah. in our lifetimes. They will always be a place for people to meet right. and experience something. There's no greater test that they face than this. I
1: don't think we'll have simultaneous VOD theatrical releases. There will be a window of some sort. Mm-hmm. I like it to be no like less than thirty days. I do not. I never want to see a less than thirty day window. Like that it is definitely the lowest point I would ever willing to go that gives you four good weeks you know which most most movies in little towns don't don't go that long so it's just the big really big chains that are affected by a a 30-day window and as a consumer we've talked about previously on the podcast my feelings aside I would like to be able to have a thir- you know, 30 days out, be able to access the film at home. I mean, just from a consumer standpoint, that would be really nice.
0: Yeah. But if you're going to go 30 days, they have to relax things like minimum week guarantees and yeah. term amounts, and there's going to be or they many have, things that are going to be They relaxed. have to rela-
1: relax those restrictions, and they also have to increase print counts. Absolutely. I mean, if they are going to insist on, lo- on shortening the window because they need to you know cuz they want more m- direct to consumer business then i think theaters need to on the other hand insist that they have higher print counts i don't think it's fair or right for a studio to say oh we want it to play in theaters but we're only going to let it play 30 days but we only want t- 2000 theaters yeah. and we only want the top 2000 theaters no at that point the the window you've trained consumers to know that the window is only 30 days long you know two weeks out f- fine like it should go to anybody and everybody you should never be able to limit the print mm-hmm. if if a theater wants to play it they should be able to have access to it mm-hmm. and it shouldn't matter what their per screen averages are or how much it costs the studio to make dcps that's all negligible at that point you got your money in your short window, and you let everybody have a chance at it and then you you know then you blow it out to your digital platforms
2: yeah I think that makes a a lot of sense um, not just with what we're facing now but just for how movies right. have kind of been the last few years just yeah. with how they've been able to play out like we see them being able to play out mostly well for maybe what two or three weeks and then they kind of
1: die off, die off after Anyways, a while that's the reality of it And because of that because they're dying off a couple you know four or five six weeks out anyways when you limit the print count at the beginning of the run by the time some of those theaters get a chance at it there's no there's no life left in it there's yeah. no value it doesn't left matter in for it. the
2: studio at that point
1: right well and it hurts the theater because yeah. there's no value everybody has seen it in bigger cities or gone to see it somewhere else mm-hmm. where they got it sooner and that's wrong and so if the argument is to be made that this is better for consumers because it gets to them. Um, it gives them more options to view it, then you should be truly giving consumers more options by allowing more theaters to show it mm-hmm. when you open it.
2: They care about the big opening numbers anyway. Why not just go uh, full force yeah, with it?
1: Because they can't control that per screen average and it's ridiculous. It's
0: so, okay. numbers in a database that somebody yeah. guaranteed someone or told them, hey, I think we can bump this up. I've According got, to the charts. I've got <laughs> theaters
1: that have quit being able to be, to play Lionsgate titles on the break that used to, you know, 10 years ago, because they have gone to these print plans and these comps and they basically only play the same theaters. And I noticed before all this happened, when they were requesting dates on, I still believe they were requesting the most random locations because it was part of their quote print plan. And it was, and there was no talking with them or telling them where the that film would actually work out and where the church groups would actually be supporting of it because Mm -hmm. because some of these locations had not played other landscape titles and it's like come on where where's the common sense here where's the trust in the relationship when i say that this film would have played better in this other location where can where's the risk it's all numbers now with them and It's terrible to work with.
2: Yeah, so don't want to work with number crunchers.
1: <laughs> no, so I'd like to see when theaters do reopen some changes with that, with the way that was going. You yeah. know, we talk about like if theaters survive this, what's going to change? And everybody's worried about the windowing, but there were a lot of other issues with the booking and the print counts that was really slowly just strangling small town cinemas. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice if for the ones that survive this, if that, if we could address some of those issues.
2: Is that going to be addressed between the studios and NATO, do you think, once everything mm. kind of settles?
1: No, NATO can't. NATO, because of being a trade organization, um, they can't really negotiate on the behalf of all theaters. Oh, okay. So they can only have a certain percentage. It's like 80% of the market. Um, it has to do with uh anti what is that antitrust yeah stuff they can't um they they're they're hindered from negotiating the behalf and there's not oh, really okay. one entity that can tell you know like like AMC could throws its um six hundred locations or whatever five what however many screens they have like three thousand or two thousand screens whatever it is they can go to a studio and say we're not going to play your product mm-hmm. and they can make that decision because they are in of themselves, their own entity. Yeah. But when you only have the independents who maybe make up 20%, but they can't all get together and say, we're not going to show your product. Like there's not one power above them to make that a call. And so they lose a lot of collective bargaining power because of that. And that's why studios are able to do what they do. Okay. Because there's no collective bargaining because there's really no um, stakes in it. There's really there's really no power to say we're not going to play your product.
2: So are we pretty much just hoping then that studios kind of realize that these changes might need to be done? Yeah. To satisfy?
0: Um, well, everybody's going to be hurt everybody's, during this process. Yeah. Right. So you're trying to find a way to reinvigorate. And if you can sell your film for lower terms or at a better deal, it's going to get... People in the theaters excited. People in the theaters excited right. about getting your product on their screen. Yeah, and that's the only way you're going to make money. Upcoming. Right. Well, and the thing is,
1: studios need theaters for one of two ways. There's no way that they're going to make a billion dollars on streaming. There's no way no. that that Disney making Mulan and putting on Disney Plus is going to make Disney a billion dollars. And
2: people make that mistake quite a bit. Yeah.
1: I mean, at $8 a pop on Disney Plus is not the same as getting a $20 IMAX ticket and getting 65% of that. Yeah. So that's how they get That's They need theaters for those releases. Mm -hmm. They also, uh, what Netflix is finding is they need some theatrical runs because the movies that played in theaters are more legitimate, hold more value and stream better on the platform. So if you want people to actually watch some of these movies for advertising purposes or whatever, um, you need it to have somewhat of a theatrical run to legitimize it in some way. So streaming will never replace the theaters, but we will see massive changes to it, to the model.
0: Okay, we said survive a lot. So what do you do (laughs) if you're a small theater or a small circuit of theaters, how do you survive the next few weeks and getting through this? What are, what are the steps or things you should look at doing?
1: Well, you definitely need to address your operational costs. You know, if that means letting employees go, heaven forbid, or cutting down um, some services, whatever it is, get creative. We've had several theaters still sell their concessions. You know, you want popcorn to watch the movie at home? We'll sell you popcorn. Just come to the front of the theater and mm-hmm. we'll have somebody bring it out type of situation. drive through service. Yeah, you know. and they and we've had some success with some theaters being able to at least bring some income in just by still selling their concessions um, because there really is no other popcorn like movie theater popcorn. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> and we stand by that. And we do.
1: Stand by 100%. You cannot make... Popcorn at home that tastes like movie theater popcorn so keep your concession stand open get creative online with the advertising find ways to bring in some of that some of that mm-hmm. income back and then um, l- look at some of that rescue relief loans out there you know small business administration loans there's disaster relief loans um, definitely start looking into some of those because this has hit our industry so incredibly hard and when you're when you are looking into some of those loans because we have had some clients that have started that process they you know want specific dates so keep in mind there were no new national releases since march 20th -hmm. so in your in your supply line it got cut off march 20th and then for your anticipated income stream moving forward You realistically can say that there may not be any new product, new movies, which is the thing you sell till end of May, part of beginning of June. So that gives you an idea in your paperwork, your anticipated income and how long this is going to affect you. So keep those things in mind when they start asking questions. And then, you know what, you're just going to have to fight with the insurance companies. If you had business disruption insurance um, civil closure insurance, you know, it's just going to be having to fight with insurance companies. I had one client who had civil closure insurance be told that that didn't, even though the state told him he had to close and he has insurance for when that happens, because it's a disaster that it didn't, that germs didn't count mm-hmm. that a disaster based off germs didn't count that it only counted if the state closed because of a natural disaster or, some other reason like the like the government um blocked all the streets so they couldn't get customers in. And it's just insurance companies trying to weasel out of your policies. So yeah. you gotta stay on them and, you know, stay stay on it tight and just try to get some assistance, some relief.
0: Yeah, the last thing I'd mention is to talk to any any and all uh vendors, lien holders. Yeah. Anybody, any film companies that you have cashier amounts with, speak with everybody. Everybody's right. er, There's not one person that we can even think of in a um, fictional situation that's not affected by this. So reach out to everybody.
1: And just say, you know, that obviously the film companies are going to want to be paid in this time they're they're really not looking to be not being paid right now and how could you possibly pay them if you if you're closed and have no money coming in it's just absurd Mm -hmm. but you got to keep in mind that like with warner's it's owned by at&t now at&t was a phone company and they're used to getting money up front you pay your bill to be able to access your phone and they May take that same mentality now and apply it to films and who knows what's going to happen moving forward. So, you know, just keep in mind that these aren't the studios of 10 and 15 years ago. These are now huge, major corporations and they don't care. They want to get paid right now. So whatever you can do to work out with the other vendors, you got to make sure that you're up to date on your film rental because I don't foresee them being a very nice to you at at the end if you don't pay for months on end.
0: Nope. but You have to get a payment plan in place, be forthright about when payments right. are being sent, amounts that are being sent. Do your due diligence, but do it now. Don't wait for nope. 60 days when we finally have a film on the release schedule and they have already taken you off service because they right. are now, not willing to...
1: As film buyers, we've got to also try to figure out a solution of the film companies moving forward because the reality is you don't have money. You don't have money to pay. There's no income coming in. You can't even probably pay your taxes right now. There's just nothing there. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to move forward with this idea that when theaters are able to reopen, that, they're not going to have money for advances. They're not going to have money to pay old balances before they get the film. So the tactics that film companies had used to keep you, um, paying your bills aren't going to work really. Yeah. So what are they going to say? Like, well, we'll take you off service if you don't pay that. Great. My theater is closed. I'm already off service Mm -hmm. right now. So the reality is that, that the film companies have to allow the theaters to open, have to give them product to be able to make money to pay back. But, we need to really work with them to try to find a solution to where you can start paying old film rental and new film rental, even if it's payments every week out of, you know, mm-hmm. ahead of time. Cause what our goal is to try to not keep get film, um, get theaters not advanced and not have to pay ba- um, old balances ahead of time. Cause if you've not made money in three months, how could you possibly pay in advance? Or an old balance before you get pro before you got the product to be able to pay to pay them back with yeah, which is crazy. So we'll see if that even works or what happens with that. And that might be the death knell for a lot of theaters, is if the film companies hold strong to the idea that you have to have a clean account before you can get any more product. I don't, I don't know how theaters are going to come up with that money.
2: Not right away, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, well, or. Ha- If you can't play movies, how would you ever get the money? Yeah. So you definitely may be looking at loans at some point. And so you need to go over all your options with that. And luckily the government, the federal government just passed a huge stimulus bill. So there will be some money for some loans out there. I don't know. If it'll go down, get down far enough to little theaters or individual theaters. But I think everybody should make a shot at it and try.
2: Yeah, definitely should.
0: Yep. Keep checking your local SBAs, local Better Business Bureaus, yeah. local local Even, uh, city and county governments yeah, to see what's available. To
1: see if you can get a grant Do or something your from your the research. local government. Don't,
0: don't stop looking. Make sure you look at the same time every day so you create a pattern right. of yeah. research
1: Yeah, if you're a a theater in a small town and you're the only, you know, entertainment venue in that town, I think it's totally reasonable to go to the city and say, can I get a loan or can I get some tax relief or can we do something to make sure I don't close? And then I can stay in business for the community because theaters really are community centers. And we saw this in the digital changeover when everybody had to do the digital upgrade a lot of communities rallied because they didn't want to lose their theater well that's that may happen again right now the theaters are in trouble Mm -hmm. and so we may need communities to rally and help them in this time um, with some relief whether that's loans or or tax relief
2: yeah and that's why it's so helpful in the first place to make sure that your theater is reaching out the community
1: yeah yeah definitely reach out Definitely let the community know that you're struggling, which is hard because there's so many businesses struggling and it yeah. really isn't yeah. fair. It just It's not just theaters. It's retail shops. It's the food and beverage industry is taking a hit. Tourism is taking a hit. There's so many, so many businesses that are affected by this. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to, you know, fight for these community venues.
2: Yeah, definitely should. That, that could help.
1: And we're just going to hope that, you know, that this virus passes that life begins to return to normal and they drop Mulan or something in our laps (laughs) or quiet place on Memorial weekend. And
2: one of them has to drop. Yeah.
1: And we get a good bump and that's, you know what we can hope for, but you know, as the theaters are closed and you guys are doing what you can to survive and keep the theater up and make all your payments and you have a hundred things on your plate, just know that your film buyer also is working. They're fielding phone calls from the studio still. And they're trying to ward them off from trying to get, you know, harass you for payments. And it's, it's tough for everybody. Cause if the theaters aren't making money, we're not making money, but we still need to work on your behalf. So yeah. it's a, it's definitely a challenging time right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Pay your film buyer first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
2: that's all we can hope for is that everything returns to normal, but in the meantime, everyone's just able right. to cooperate and well, get by as much as we stay can. stay healthy, too, you
1: know?
0: Yes, especially that. And also stay at- informed. Uh, right. Subscribe to silverscreeninsider.com
1: right. for all <laughs> updated... We're trying to keep it as updated as much, but yep. it's just changes so rapidly i mean we had to keep track of the theater closures across the u.s and i had to make a master list of what the closure reasons were in all the states and because we have clients all over the u.s and sometimes you know it was just hour by hour if a governor was going to declare a state of emergency and do and make a restrictive shutdown and there's no time for the theater to always call us and be like, "I got shut down," so I had. Yeah,
2: they have to go, 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 keep doing
0: it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just been, it's just been so crazy and so scary.
0: Yeah, but for a low monthly tax deductible fee, how much is the <laughs> subscription
1: fee to Silver Screen Insider again? <laughs> Twenty five dollars a month.
0: Twenty five a month, Good and scene. it's tax deductible because it's a business expense. Right, oh, you said my it. Gosh. What a deal! What a
1: deal!
0: <laughs> deal of the day. No. All right. Now that we're giggling, onto the brighter side of things. Yeah. Cody, how was singing in the rain? Oh my gosh. I... <laughs> Cody. I know. You're so bad. I watched it. <laughs> you did? Of course how I was did.
2: It? Oh, it's delightful. It still is delightful. What, it it what actually
1: happens in it. Hey, it don't really... tell. Don't say. Oh, a I'm not gonna.
2: Spoiler alert. No, I'm not doing that.
1: I spoiled Black Widow stuff. For Apparently, a while.
2: there's leaks of black widow of,
1: and i read them to kyle and she just
2: read them all on the list had no place to no. stop that at all
1: no eric's not here so hopefully <laughs> kyle's at my mercy
2: so hopefully it's at least um gonna be paused enough to where i forget
0: about that experience <laughs> yeah hopefully the virus gets into him and raises part that part of his brain i don't yeah, know he, how he, with his
1: gloves and his
0: <laughs> oh i'm i'm well protected
2: now but i don't know after yeah. those leaks i might take them no i'm kidding right.
1: <laughs> so, i told him that he should get leather driving gloves and like a nice scarf and like sunglasses to go with
2: the ridge line i'm driving yeah <laughs> the perfect match
1: ridge line. I mean, well if he's gonna be a glove aficionado he should have different sets oh what makes you think i don't have more uh, than one set as
0: punishment <laughs> i'm gonna let kyle select another movie that you <sighs> get to watch over your uh with your quarantini this weekend oh
1: my gosh i know i've been
0: i should make it a brutal one i've been
1: <laughs> so you should have, quarantined you're not gonna
0: see her next week well
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're
1: confined we have we have a shelter in residences. place order so so yeah we're not we may not be here next and week she'll
0: forget about it by the time uh you see, her I right. yeah. So I mean, I would choose brutal. a movie, but at that point, she'll she'll forget.
1: Oh my gosh! It's not that I forgot. It's just that I have been working so hard on trying to get my house completed before something like the shelter in place happened. and We couldn't get workers into the house anymore.
2: That you forgot all about
1: it. I did. I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> you so know, bad. you started
2: that by saying it's not that I forgot. So
0: <laughs> no, I forgot. I'm just picture. I'm just trying to figure out how mean Kyle's gonna be. He's gonna be Rosebud, <laughs> mean, or Martin Scorsese mean. Oh, please not rape. rape I'm, really deb- I'm really
2: debating about what it could be right now. <laughs> Debate. I don't have to list on me.
0: <laughs> or Adrian <laughs> mean, or
1: how about Rocky Four mean?
0: Maybe the first Rocky. Rocky Four is not on AFI's top one hundred list. It's the first one may- even. It is. Okay, it absolutely good. is. Number 1 is. Have
2: you have you seen number 1? No. No, she hasn't really even seen number 4 mm, right. that she no. just claimed. Okay.
1: <laughs> sort of. I think I've seen number 4.
2: Yeah, but you said that about seeing in the rain too. So
1: <laughs> I have a memory of watching Sitting in the Rain in my high, in high school sophomore year in art class for some for something. But I don't remember what happened in the movie. I just remember being in class and writing notes. And I had a
0: poor substitute teacher and watched Jurassic Park in a biology class. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, so your uh, memory is not going to hold up here. I know, but
1: that's why I'm like, yeah, I've seen it because <laughs> of that memory. Okay.
0: But you really should though, because it will cheer you up. Oh, he
2: knocked over a toy.
1: Oh,
0: I know.
2: Because that's it's the pick-me-up idea because I was so sad that there's no movie theater to go to. But once I got into watching see in the Rain, I immediately perked my spirits up.
1: Well, I've watched Onward like six times. <laughs> I know. I'm not very, very good. Part of me wanted to be like, no, Disney, I'm not going to watch your movie that should be in theaters right now. Mm-hmm. But then I have children at home. Yeah,
2: but the children are like, uh, like, we don't care. Let's try
1: Onward. And then I had to watch it six more times because they loved it.
2: Just one of those viewings. Just right. sit down with them and make them watch a little bit of seeing the By the
1: way, Onward really isn't a very great Pixar movie. It's like, middle of the pack. I think it's on the lower end. Oh, really? We talked about this. We, I think that um, they should have gone way more into the fantasy aspects of it. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like. It's supposed to be modern day conveniences in a fantasy world, but they didn't, they made it too much like our world mm-hmm. and it looked too much and it was that they should have gone way more into the fantasy. There should have been way more fantasy secondary characters because the ones that were there were a little, they're a little blah. Yeah. And you and I did disagreed on this, but I think the dad should have come to life sooner in the movie and then they should have had some time with it. Um, with him because I, I just didn't enjoy the trouser pants walking around as much as I thought I would. It was, they didn't get in as many funny situations with it as I thought they would. So I rather would have had the dad there.
2: Yeah. I'm, I disagree with you on that. It just works for the emotional
0: beats of the movie for me. Now that she has disagreed with you publicly, Kyle, (laughs) what's it going to be? Oh, stop it.
1: We don't need to. (laughs) punish me and kyle is so scared and awkward in the middle of it i am
2: i'm i'm trying to rattle through my head i still want you to watch see in the ranks it's so darn okay. good i will <laughs> I, i'm going to lay down the law with this one you have to see it
1: oh kyle's laying down the law <laughs>
0: Kyle with the gloves. With the gloves. This is what happens with the gloves. It changes me. It feels so powerful. It feels like Thanos over
2: here.
1: Oh, we should. We should take a picture. Put this on social media. The gloves, like that's gonna protect him. Our office has like six people in the whole office. Social, Any one of you. So many of could them are in it. here right now.
0: We need to take a picture and put it on social media. Oh. How old do you sound right now?
1: I've <laughs> aged. Be now.
0: Watch singing in the rain and put things on social media. Do it now. With your Geritol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
2: That's still my recommendation okay. to you. <laughs>
1: Do you have a glove recommendation for me? I don't know
2: what that means. <laughs> well,
1: it, should I wear a work glove, a leather glove, plastic gloves?
2: I would advise you to if you go into town.
1: Oh, lunch lady gloves.
2: What are lunch? La- isn't that just the... The, the big uh, yellow gloves. Oh, the big yellow yeah. ones?
1: No, like the plasticky ones that are like the latex ones look like sausage fingers no latex are like dr gloves oh
0: a lot of glove talk i think we've run our course (laughs) on this episode i agree thank you ken
1: (laughs) well what else we got to talk about
2: well it's definitely not more glove talk please
1: (laughs) Should I tell everybody the spoilers I read online for Black Widow?
0: I strongly advise you to not do that. <laughs> and on that, that note, yeah. please visit silverscreeninsider.com. Kyle.
1: <laughs> we see a, a picture of Kyle with his gloves on there. <laughs>
0: it may pop up. We'll see. <laughs> We're
1: getting desperate for content. I will say that on the scoreboard, it was really, really kind of sad Um so our scoreboard consists of two pages. The first page is all the wide releases and it gives you the distributor, the format, the ratings, the runtime. The second page is a half a page of limited releases. And then it does, gives you some stats on the other half of the page, like the top 10 films for the weekend, depending upon the, when you print the scoreboard, the weekends change and then VOD DVD and sub availabilities. Well, I looked at the top ten films for the weekend of March twentieth through the twenty second. <laughs> and last year we had Us and Captain Marvel and Wonder Park and Five Feet Apart and How to Train Your Dragon. And um it was over a hundred million dollar weekend. I mean, us was seventy one million dollars and Captain Marvel was thirty four. So just between those two films it was like a hundred million dollar weekend. And this year I don't even know how it came to like what the top 10 was because it was Onward, Invisible Man, Bloodshot, and um, they made nothing. There was no money made. It says 0.1 because I think some theaters were still open. There might have
2: been like a very small few. 100,000. Yeah. And that
1: might have been rounding it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But (laughs) to have a number there. (laughs) But yeah, nothing. It just, that just. I think shows the devastation in our industry. It's
2: amazing what happens in a year.
1: Yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh. So check out the scoreboard. We'll keep watching This has
0: been the animal house of weeks. Zero (laughs) point (laughs) zero.
1: All right. Well, we hope that you all are staying healthy, that you're not losing your minds being shut in and that, um, you know, you're, you're there listening to us in our podcast because we're here risking kyle's life with his gloves thank you <laughs> to do it to read it to you
0: <laughs> thank you cody and hit us up on our facebook page underneath this podcast uh with your list of movies that cody will also not watch yes please fire away are they
1: like punish movies like oh movies movie, to punish cody with movies for her to watch <laughs> uh,
2: the heavy dramas that she will not
0: want to see
1: oh, that sounds horrible or
0: like planet nine something terrible that nobody wants to watch oh but that would be hilarious to watch though planet nine's hilarious m night Shyamalan's the village give her something terrible that she does not want to watch i
1: watched the village i'm Is so that sorry the one where, where um they the people had the monsters then they it turned out to be the council, the elders in the village, because they were trying to keep everybody on this nature preserve. Yep, yeah. Sounds about yeah, right. And then they <laughs> sang in
0: the rain with umbrellas. Stop yeah, it. the same movie. I saw them.
1: <laughs> and they kept them all under the floorboards, but they kept it like 1800s, but it was modern day. They were on nature preserve. <laughs>
2: let's just try and not remember that one
1: did a cameo where he was the guy he
2: cameos in all of them
1: yeah does he oh yeah i just remember he was the guy at the end that was like patrolling the nature (laughs) preserves she like stumbles out of the woods she's like where am i Well, we won't. Maybe
0: we'll show you that one. Who knows? As long as they recommend it. Next week on Cody's partially remembered movie reviews. I should
1: do more of those. Guys, remember this part? (laughs) Maybe
2: that's just what the segment's gonna be every month. It'll just still be partially remembering stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I probably will not have watched *Scene in the Rain*. (laughs) I think the other night I made an effort to sit down. I was like, like, I'm gonna watch it and then I got distracted with like Netflix stand up comedy. <laughs> Which there's been two good stand up comedians put specials out on Netflix as well But very Netflix excited.
0: is terrible and they ruin movie theaters and we hate them. Yes, yeah, oh. exactly. Oh,
1: Boo. I, don't, I don't watch movies on Netflix. Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> please. That would never happen. So if Cine in the Rain is on Netflix, ugh, garbage. I'll never watch it. But I will enjoy a stand up comedian on Netflix. Big so. difference. Big difference. Big difference. Have
0: a great week, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Everyone, be safe. Uh I've not been let out
1: of the house for a couple of weeks, so I'm excited <laughs> to be around people again.
2: <laughs> this counts. The podcast counts for this. <laughs>
1: yes. It counts for me. Don't All right. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Until next time. Okay. Good
1: luck, everyone. Bye. <laughs>